0: Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega. And we have a very special guest on today's show. We will be talking to Ryan Hunter. He is the on-air host for 96.3 KKLZ here in Las Vegas, as well as 107.9 The Coyote. He is the lead head midday guy for all of radio you hear in las vegas so you've probably heard him if you've come to las vegas before he also does voiceover work for DraftKings network and he's also uh the proprietor or used to be the proprietor of ryan hunter tours who's been in las vegas for dozens of years and maybe not dozens he's actually much younger than that but he is definitely the only other person i've ever met in this town that's known as much about vegas history and vegas just culture in general as ryan hunter so we'll be having him coming up on this episode Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. Okay, everybody. So we are back. So I'm gonna go ahead and welcome in Ryan Hunter, who I've we've had on the show before, where he actually was talking about Vegas movies and how he felt about them. And now, because we have so many new no, new no hotels opening, uh, I really wanted to get his point of view on what he feels about all the hotels opening and some of them closing, and now I think we just got to bring them in. Here's Golden Pipes, Mr. Ryan Hunter. How you doing, Ryan? Good, man. How are you? Thank you. Um, I had to do all that introduction, and I was very, very intimidated because you are so good at it, and I've seen you do it professionally, eh. so um,
1: I had, I just couldn't you know, get the words out. So you it's you good to great. have you back, man. It's, it's good to be back, man. It's an honor. I'm, I'm glad to see the podcast growing and loving some of the video content that I'm seeing as well. You're doing a great job, man. Thanks, man. You're awesome. So... Ryan, you're a very busy guy, so <laughs> you don't
0: get to go out very often. But you worked as a valet a very long time ago. I did. And you track a lot of what goes on in the city in terms of just how it impacts the city. And I think that's very interesting because I'm always trying to be pretty positive about it. I'm usually not a negative person. Yeah. And I wouldn't say you're negative, but I think you're like a realist, which I think is important to note about Vegas. So yeah. uh, with all these hotels opening and closing, uh, what impact does that have on vi- in Vegas, you know, just you know, face value?
1: Mm, not the same impact that it once did. That's for sure. Really? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'll ever have the impact that it had, say, in like the 90s and early 2000s. We'll take the opening of Treasure Island for an example. That was a giant spectacle. I think we spoke about it the last time I was here. Yeah. Um, but now it's just, well, the doors are opening Wednesday at midnight. And, and that's really it. Um, Where's the fireworks? Where's the giant celebrations? Um, Sure. It it just doesn't happen anymore. It's more business now and makes it boring.
0: You know what? I was actually just talking to somebody about that the other day, and I've, I was just telling you before we came on, I've been watching um, like Top Chef from like the mid-2000s, and just seeing the city, it's also funny because fa- we're going to be talking about Fountain Blue and Durango in this episode, but seeing that Fountain Blue was also being built at that time yeah. is actually hilarious, um, which that had to be, what, 15 years ago? So oh, yeah. Yep, it's, it's, yeah. it's almost open. And, uh, well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be open, but uh, I just think it's... Like I, like you said it feels so corporatized the strip nowadays and i i'm i go to the strip i do a lot of the things but it doesn't have that cool, sort of like sexy, sort of like edgy feel to it, like it used to. Like the Palms used to be cool. And yeah. then uh, the Hard Rock Hotel, the old school Hard Rock Hotel. The real one. Where it, yeah, where it just had a personality. Like you're like, you know, what, that place, it's a little bit kitschy now to, when you think back and look at the hairstyles, but it was just, everything had like kind of a, its own soul and its own vibe,
1: right? It did. And, and back then, everything was theme based too. Like, yeah. You mentioned Treasure Island, that was, it was Pirates, or yeah. MGM Grand was The Wizard of Oz or Imperial Palace, or all of them had some sort of unique identity. And now it's just, well, we have the best thread count sheets. We have <laughs> right. you know cheaper parking than the next guy. It, it's
0: all luxury is basically what they're trying to do now. Anything new is going to try to be luxury. I think that's the the, the face value of it.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It, it really comes down to this, this version of Vegas isn't interested in that. Right. They were trying to attract a much different crowd back then. Yeah. Now every one of these casinos is going for the same thing the client with the most money they want exactly. your money that's it um there's there's no more freebies there's no more comps or perks unless you're spending tons of money you know that's right and and everything's just so darned expensive here now and that that didn't apply either back then um i, I don't know i I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not a huge fan of the current version of Vegas, but right. it'll reinvent itself yet again and it'll be something else in ten years and we'll be waxy nostalgic for this era. Of course. So do you think that it's a good place to move to Vegas to go get one of these jobs?
0: Let's just say like for example, you're a cocktail server or you're a dealer like in California or something. And you see a new hotel's opening, like Fountain Blue, which is going to be hu- huge. It has, I think, close to four thousand rooms inside of it. Yeah. Uh, Durango opened recently, which I think is more of a local impact. But do you think this is a good place to move to find a job? If you you need a job, you don't like where you're at. Do you think this is still a place you can move to get a job in one of those places?
1: I mean, of course you can. There, Fountain Blue is going to be hiring or employing thousands of people, um, but it's it's not the place that it was before. And and there's problems with this. Um, If you're going to move here, be realistic about it. A decent apartment in Las Vegas today is going to cost you $1,500 to $2,000. The average median income, the last time I looked it up for Vegas, for a household is $61,000. So we're only talking bringing home a couple thousand dollars a month. Can you make enough money in one of those jobs to support yourself in a decent way here? Perhaps easier than Los Angeles or San Francisco, but it's getting more expensive and that that Vegas dream is getting harder and harder to come by. And a lot of people are chasing it. You're going to have a lot of competition. Now I read today that 7,000 people from California moved here in October alone. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Those people all need jobs and housing and that impacts traffic and lines and crowds and all of these things. So while Vegas is still a great place to come, I'm not going to trash the city, um, Be realistic about it if you're thinking about moving here. It's not going to be as easy as it was when I came here 25 years ago.
0: And what do you think the jobs you should be coming to Vegas for? So, like, let's just say, you know, there's always going to be a waiter, waitress job, there's always going to be bartending jobs around the city. But what's like the, what do you think is the emerging um, industry that if you have those skills, it's a good place to move to?
1: Pro sports. Mm. 100%. I think it's pro sports. Excuse me. Um, There is some really high dollar people in this city that work for the Raiders or the Aces, or the soon-to-be A's. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got something in my throat. The Frappuccino before this was a bad idea. Yeah,
0: you're a professional. I'll take I, over for a second if you want to get some no, water. No, you're good, you you're good.
1: good. I, I am uh, I'm, I'm back on track. But, but those jobs are high-paying jobs. Um, tech seems to be growing here quite a bit. But there's a lot of jobs out here still that 15 bucks an hour is not going to cut it no. in Las Vegas anymore. It's just simply not going to. No. Um, When I came here, I had a really nice apartment in Green Valley, which is a fairly decent section of Henderson. I think I paid $500 a month for it. It's wild. Um that same apartment today is two thousand dollars easy. it's crazy. I remember when I
0: moved here when I went to school uh, i w- I'd spent one year in the dorms and then the next year I was able to get an apartment and we were able to I was able to get an area in in this neighborhood that we're in for around seven hundred and eighty dollars bu- seven hundred and eighty bucks a, a month yeah which and that was you know two thousand twelve two thousand and thirteen yeah. and now it's you know almost doubled it's doubled since then. so it's yeah. crazy
1: it is it's 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 hard to uh... It's hard to survive here if you're on your sure. own and you just have a regular service industry job. I think you're right. Let's be real. You're probably going to need a roommate. You need yeah. to be in a dual income situation. Um, if you have a family, that's that's not easy. And then there's there's other factors that I think people are forgetting as well, like, like our schooling system. Um, shout out to all the teachers in Clark County. They work their butts off and they are very dedicated, hardworking, good people. They're not paid nearly enough for the job that they have, and that shows. We rank, Mm -hmm. I believe, 49th or 50th in education right now in the United States. For sure. So if you're coming from a place like San Francisco, sure, your rent's cut in half. Mm -hmm. Your $4,000 apartment is $2,000 a month, but your income might be cut in half as well. What impact does that have on your kids if they're going to be going to the public school system? Um, All things to consider. So I would just encourage people not to see it as this magic wonderland that it used to be, um, and take it for what it is. Yeah, it's a giant city now.
0: Yeah, because just looking at sort of the job postings for for uh, for Fountain Blue specifically, I haven't looked at Durango because you know it, it didn't be as it wasn't as interesting to me because like, you can kind of see how when Durango was built, um, it's a local spot. And I've actually I went mm-hmm. to the to the day after, and really it's restaurants, it's um, hotel obviously, but smaller hotel and a sports book and yeah. dealers. So unless you're a dealer or a waiter or waitress. It's really all you're looking for is for that property. But Fountain Blue, because it's so large, these hotels have such a large workforce that you can yeah. find stuff in tech. You can find stuff in um, uh, in digital, if you will. Social media is yeah. a huge thing nowadays. This was the first hotel that I've seen when it opened had a uh, an influencer manager position where no you're basically managing how influencers, you know, not show off your stuff but if sort of influencer relations if you will, which is kind of a weird job nowadays. I think that's that's interesting. But so now that we're kind of talking about these openings uh are you excited for these hotels to open do you think it's good for certain parts of the city that these are places because fountain blue is on the north end of the strip which is you know kind of dead once you get you know to to the wind and resorts world uh is it like a rising tide lifts all boats or do you think hotels around there are going
1: to suffer well i'm really hoping so um i i don't believe that resorts world has seen the numbers that it wanted to see yeah um i've i've I heard about layoffs there shortly after it opened. Um, it's not getting the traffic. Maybe, just maybe, Fountain Blue will bring that back, and mm-hmm. it might breathe some life into the stuff that's nearby, like like the Ahern, for example. No one ever talks about the Ahern. What do right. they even have to offer? Well, it's right down the street, so maybe it'll spill over. Are those people going to funnel into Resorts World? They could, Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic about it, but, but also apprehensive that that end of the strip has suffered for a long time. Right. Which one do you think is going
0: to more have a, have a a better economic impact, uh, in the city, Durango or Fountain Blue?
1: Durango easily.
0: Wow. That's an interesting choice.
1: Yeah. I think Durango will will thrive because that side of town, the Southwest doesn't really have much. Like if you live on the far West end of Summerlin, um, where are you going to go? Red Rock? Mm -hmm. Are you going to go to... Silverton, like each one of those are, are a journey in itself. Uh, that's an up-and-coming part of town yeah. and, and a decent part of town.
0: So, Ryan, I've wanted to ask you this just as, you know, I was watching a show about Old Vegas for a, okay. l- you know, a little bit. And when I say Old Vegas, I mean like mid-2000s, like 2005, 2006. All so right. that doesn't count really as Old
1: Vegas, but, I mean, it's it I mean, might it as I- well be. It is to me. Yeah. That, that was my Old Vegas.
0: Yeah, like when I think of when I wanted to come to Vegas and like just sort of think about... You know excess, and in the modern world, that's sort of the era that I think of, because I don't think mid, you know the, the teens, like the 2011 to 2020. Yeah. That is just kind of that felt like the corporatization of Vegas that's, at the beginning.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's when that started to happen. Yeah. So um, yeah.
0: So now with a couple of hotels being built, we have a couple of hotels on the schedule to be either knocked down or redone or rebranded. Yes. Let's talk about that. So okay. back in the day, like when you were talking about when. They opened the Bellagio, or sorry, when they knocked down the Bellagio, from no, it still the stands. Train event. Well, sorry, when they knocked down the dunes where the Bellagio yes. now sits, that was a whole event. So it was. Steve Wynn knocked, you know, knocked it down with a cannonball and the whole thing, and it was mm-hmm. a whole extravaganza. And that was actually during a time when we had a lot of implosions. That was the mid 90s, oh, yeah. where all the old hotels were being totally knocked down and rebuilt. How do you feel we should handle that going forward? So, for example, let's talk about the Mirage. The Mirage is already slated to become the new um, Hard Rock Hotel and yeah. Casino, which, kind of funny, that Hard Rock Hotel left, and now this is a new thing, but it's actually different because it's owned by the Seminole Nation in Florida, Yeah. and now they own sort of the branding part of it. They're going to build, take out the volcano, and they're going to put in a big, giant guitar. But keep parts of the Mirage, the actual... Uh, like foundation and all the, yeah. you know, parts to it, the casino. And then there's like the Tropicana, which is going to be possibly knocked down to put a baseball stadium on it, which that's a totally different story. But yeah. what should we do with these old hotels? Like the Mirage, for example, wouldn't you, Ooh. would you rather them just knock it down? Or do you like the idea of refurbishing and keeping the old property?
1: I think there's some sort of magic that's lost when you rebrand and repaint and and change um i think virgin is a great example of that to me virgin will always be the real hard rock yep and what they did when they renovated it is they gutted out the soul of the thing like they i'm sorry to for anybody who's listening from from virgin but they ruined the property as far as i'm concerned i agree i it just it's a shell of what it was um the life is gone and and i think the same thing's going to happen with the mirage and they've already done that the tigers are gone um the dolphins. The dolphins are gone. The statue of Siegfried and Roy that's outside, it's its not being well-maintained. It's probably not going to survive. The volcano, for God's sakes, yeah, is going to be gone. So when I drive by the Hard Rock, sure, the big new fancy guitar tower that they're building where the volcano is now is going to be great, and that'll be cool to look at. But when I look behind it, I'm just going to see uh, the corpse of the Mirage. You like, know what? I, I completely agree. So... Well, I, I don't agree with knocking down the Mirage at all. Um, if they're gonna change it, I just start over. Just Yeah. Just call it something else. Just mow the thing down and build something brand new if that's what you have to do. But but in this situation, I would ask why. Exactly yeah, well, like... The Mirage reinvented Las Vegas. The Vegas we have today is a direct result of that. Steve Wynn started the path in eighty nine when that thing opened. And it brought in luxury and spectacle at the same time. It had that magic balance, and now it's just all luxury and no spectacle. I miss that era. And mm-hmm. no matter what Hard Rock does, no matter how beautiful it turns out, it'll never be right. It'll always be the old mirage, just like the horseshoe is. It's ballys. <laughs> exactly. It's, mm-hmm. You know it, that that's what it is. Um, and and ballys was MGM. Mm-hmm. So no start over
0: yeah i i completely agree it's just it's it's like when you you know move into a house that's been around for you know 60 years like yeah it has maybe it's good bones but unless you put an extreme amount of money into it you're really just painting up what's already there especially if it's like a, not a you know a good looking house but bad example for mirage but like you said but i think it's part of the dna of las vegas is to knock down and rebuild which is you know kind of sucks uh but yeah the Mirage, for, for some reason, just feels like that property could have stayed up for at least another 10, 15 years at least yeah if not longer, because it mm-hmm. was so beautifully maintained right and um, built in the new in the new way, not like how the dunes and the sands was that's 1950s, 1960s. I mean Flamingo's still up, but yeah I mean it's, it, it, w- it really set the trend for what Vegas would become so yeah it I did. think I, I just don't understand the the idea of just re rebranding because i I don't think that ever works
1: no and and even the style of the tower itself it's the the i believe central elevators with the three wings that go out in opposite directions kind of looks like the mercedes logo (laughs) let's think about other hotels that are shaped like that the original rio tower i believe the guy's name was marnell who built the mirage also built the original rio who has the m now Mm -hmm. Uh, park mgm is the same building basically Bellagio um, Bellagio is the same building so it not only did it change how Vegas was as a city it changed how casinos were formed mm-hmm. what they literally looked like The Mirage is almost as iconic as the Flamingo it changed Vegas forever yeah it, and 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 to ruin that is to take something away
0: right so what um, so what would you like to see done in Vegas if we build a new hotel let's just say, Let's pick a hotel to knock down, which isn't always fun. Okay. Um, yeah, give me one. Let's see. Uh, let's say Excalibur?
1: Ooh, Excalibur. Um, it, it's in tough shape. It, yeah. it could use some help, but it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I've seen right. some local bloggers just tear it to shreds. Um, if you replace Excalibur, give us something back that give us gives us what Excalibur gives us now. Um, what do you get at Excalibur? You're going to get bargains. You're going to get an Mm -hmm. affordable room. Uh, No one's doing that. You're going to have something that your kids can enjoy. No one's doing that. So what if we had a new version of Excalibur or a new version of Circus Circus that was built for the modern era? Sure. Like, imagine how much money a giant arcade with state-of-the-art video games would make. Yeah, no. Tons of money.
0: And see, like, I think that's an interesting... It's interesting because you know they're going to – because it's an MGM property. They're going to actually own on Blackstone Land, but we won't talk about it. Yeah. But anyways, that's how confusing it's gotten. But let's just say – let's build something on it. But it's hard because how do you build something that's new and fresh but also kid-friendly? Because it's really not what they do now on, on on the strip. I'm thinking like a circular building would be kind of cool. Yeah. And then like it has like you know the turning thing like Cir- Circus has in the middle. I don't know. I'm just trying to brainstorm. But it's – it's hard to think what would they do with kids inside of a new property. But yeah. I agree with you.
1: And and I, I think something that a lot of people don't want to think about in Vegas is the younger generation that's able to gamble now. I guess Gen Zs. Some of them yeah. are 21. <sighs> I know. My God. These folks do not gamble as much. No. Um, and they're still coming here. Why are they coming here? What are they doing? Well, they're doing the million other things that Vegas has to offer. Um so maybe maybe the maybe the path would be like a boutique hotel that doesn't necessarily offer as much gambling. Maybe that should be scaled back. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, but I think there needs to be a place that's fun, clean, and safe that can be family friendly and affordable. Sure. No one's interested in that. No. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard because I feel like Vegas has sort of backed itself
0: into this. I don't. It depends on who you ask. Backing backing itself into a corner, but being sort of the luxury location that everybody wants to visit, it's not the bargain place anymore. No, it's which is tough. So I think that's. It's hard to think of how they're gonna bring something kid friendly or you know um, young adult friendly back to the town. But so let's just play the game. We always love playing the game. All right. um, so let's just not say Excalibur. Because we'll let, let you decide. Um, so you can't pick Mirage, you can't pick Troc- Tropicana, because those are already kind of either slated to be redone or knocked down. Which hotel do you think is next to go? Ooh. Um, it could be downtown as well, if you wanted to pick that in there.
1: Downtown's a whole other topic, man. That's oh, a I revitalization know. that is mind-blowing. And shout out to the, the two men that really made that happen. Tony Shea, God rest his soul, and, and Derek Stevens yep. of the Circa. Um, reinvented downtown and turned it into something beautiful. As far as hotels on the strip go or Las Vegas that, that, that have run their course, um, I'm gonna go next door to Excalibur. It's Luxor. Mm, yeah. Luxor's in tough shape. I think so. And it's it's kind of a dinosaur. I was heartbroken. I drove by it the other day and, and the the advertising campaign they have now, they're turning it into a giant Dorito. I know, yeah. Like it looks so bad. It, it just it looks ridiculous and whoever approved that should be ashamed of themselves. It's yeah. it's a it's awful. It is. Um they're just not taking good care of it. Um and there's no way to reinvent that. You can't. You no. can't do what Mirage is doing and turn the Luxor into something else. It's a damn pyramid. Exactly. It is so, what it is. Um, implode it. Build something else. Yeah.
0: I think. Um, I think that's the. And you have to go that way with that. I think you have to implode it. It's also in a really important spot in terms of the strip because it's sort of, it's been billed as sort of the uh, Michelob Ultra. Uh, like fan zone where people walk from there to the Allegiant stadium. So I think whoever builds it next, I bet has an outdoor space that is made for tailgates or, you know, pre concert, you know, beer garden kind of thing, just a huge space. But I think that's, it's, I think that's the one that's most in the most prime position to actually be successful. If, they totally knock it down.
1: Yeah. Especially with the A's coming. If, if they really Mm -hmm. do put the A's stadium where the Tropicana is, that's going to be the hottest intersection in Vegas. Once again, it has been several times in the past and it will be yet again. Um, is Excalibur and Luxor at the level to sit next to that? I don't I don't think it is.
0: No, I don't I don't think so either. Cause like just think about if you're sitting at the A's game and you're looking and you see Excalibur. It looks cool from the outside, I guess. Yeah. All these buildings look great from the outside. We're not talking about how the pyramid looks from the outside. Well now we are because of the big giant stupid Doritos like Yeah, that's thing that's on just ridiculous. And it's also taking forever for them to do that. I hate when, yeah. they're, when they're sort of stuck in between. And but like when you go inside of these places, they just feel dated, which is you know we hate to beat up on these hotels, but sometimes need it. So I have one for you that sure. I think might be. So I really think, and I think this is actually also like a um, like a zoning issue is the link hotel. I think the link yeah. should be knocked down. they have to fix the foundation so there's no longer a river running through it every time there's a light rain
1: that can't happen. I think Have you seen it when it just gets flooded? Oh, man. I I was here for the grand storm in 99. Anyone that's listening, I encourage you to go on YouTube and look up Las Vegas floods 1999. It was insane. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw some guy on YouTube talking about the reason that happens is the link is supposedly the lowest point of the entire valley. Oh, my God. Which is just genius. Let's build a (laughs) casino there. Um, well, they didn't have to worry about that back in, like, the 1940s. And all the awful history of Imperial Palace and, yeah. and the, like, 10 seconds that it was the quad. <laughs> um, I remember that. Yeah. Um, same thing with Harris. Like, that's... I mean, I, I, can, I can still see the boat. It's the showboat. It'll always mm, be the yeah. showboat.
0: Man, that looks so cool in old, old movies. Yeah.
1: Like, if you see the opening of, uh, like, old movies from, like, the 90s, the one I'm thinking of... Uh, oh, Nicolas uh, Cage. Yeah, uh, Leaving Las leaving Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. I know like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, beautiful shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just another example of something was rebranded, and every time I drive by it, like, mm, there's the boat.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: So let's see. Let's just try to jump back to the
0: Fountain Blue and okay. the um, Durango. So we I've been to the Durango. It's really a, a very nice property. I think you might like it. Once everybody leaves, you know, a month, you can go back and check it out, yeah. maybe during the daytime. Um, I think it's going to have a, a huge, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Senior clientele cool. in the middle of the day. Hell
1: yeah. That's so, That's money. Get it.
0: Yeah. So I think it's going to be a really interesting property because I think it's going to have that older clientele in the middle of the day who are actually gambling, playing slots. It's really bright on the inside. So I yeah. think that's been the number one thing that people have talked about is how bright the Durango property is. So you walk in, it has these sort of, it has all, you know, it's a four corner kind of space, a four wall kind of space, but then it has sort of these three walls that look into the casino that are just glass. So you oh, have cool. all this glass, you know, all this natural light sort of beaming in. It has very light colored uh, leather on the blackjack tables, the craps tables, the roulette. And then also like the chairs are very light, you know, light colored wood or just, you know, lighter colored. So it's really, really great for natural light during the daytimes. I haven't been in the evening, but I do think you're going to get a lot of seniors in the middle of the day. Cool. And a lot more... Judging by how the restaurants and lounges look, a lot more of that 20, 30-something crowd in the evenings, which I think is kind of a, a magical combination.
1: Yeah, that, that is a good combination. Um, Station Casinos has done an amazing job uh, the past couple of years. Green Valley Ranch is still stunning. It's just mm-hmm. a stunning property. It's been there for about 15 years now, longer. Yeah. Um, Red Rock is amazing. It's it's a beautiful casino. I read recently that Red Rock was voted somewhere the best place to stay in Las Vegas. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, For a local's casino to smoke the entire strip and be... 20 minutes away with no traffic, like that's an accomplishment. It is. Station Casinos should be damn proud of what they've done. Yeah. And they put on a good product. They do. And I think they've sort of, and uh, for those of you not,
0: you know, not from this Las Vegas area, uh, Station Casinos is actually a collection of casinos in Las Vegas that ha- are basically a lo- they're local specific. They even own the Palms for a while, but now yeah. they no longer own it. Uh, but they own a lot of local properties where a lot of us actually go and do stuff that's not casino based or, uh, state like they have a lot of uh, bowling alleys inside of there, so this is very unique for Las Vegas. Is that these casinos have bowling alleys? They have uh, movie theaters. Yeah. Bingo is a huge deal. They have really good restaurants as well. So I mm-hmm. uh, I think they've done a really good job. But this this property definitely feels very much an adult oriented station casino. It doesn't have a bowling alley. It doesn't have a kid's, a kid's quest, which a lot of them do. Um, it doesn't have a movie theater. You go here to gamble, to go to the lounge or go to eat and a very nice sports book. So I think that's okay, especially for that area of town.
1: Yeah. And and another thing that I'll mention about station casinos is, uh, and we had talked about this a little bit earlier about working in Vegas. Over and over and over again, they're always listed as one of the best places to work. I've heard that too, and yeah. and I've had many friends and family members that have worked for Station Casinos over the years. I feel like I'm doing a commercial for them. I promise you, I'm not <laughs> We're on just their payroll. About it. Um, every one of those folks has been very happy with their jobs. Yeah, um, I know when when they tore down some of the casinos that they had um, through COVID, a lot of those people got moved to other places. Um, so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Definitely. Yeah.
0: No. And. So, yeah, Durango, I think, is going to – I think I think they were smart because they actually moved the opening from, like, around Thanksgiving, which we all know about. We, we know history, so we know opening around a holiday like that, yeah. probably not a great idea. Yeah. Um, so they opened, like, a week later, December 5th, I believe. And then a week right after that, Fountain Blue opened. And Fountain Blue, I think – It's going to be an interesting case. I personally, just judging of what I've seen off social media and everything, is my vibe. I don't think it's going to be your vibe, Ryan, because it's definitely built with all of this luxury in mind. And I've heard from other casino executives that who've walked through the property said that this property isn't even made for gamblers, it's made for people like me, people who like to go to lounges, people who like to go to dinner, people who like to go to nightclubs. Which I think is interesting. This might be a really interesting time where Vegas is starting to shift, and they have their pivot point in Fountain Blue. I think Cosmo kind of started it, but you know they're in a, they're in a great location. Yeah. But I think we're gonna see, like you said, where all these Gen Zs are now coming to Las Vegas who want the lounges and they want the experience. I think is important. So. Maybe we'll agree. explore that in another episode, like talking about what new coming to Vegas is what, what, yeah. what we should be look looking at.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Fountain Blue, I think they're going to be successful. At least I hope they are. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to see it, but you're 100% right. It is not my vibe. I, yeah. I want old Vegas back. Yeah, so sure. when, when I do hang out in a casino, it's typically downtown course so
0: uh, we'll call it this episode for today. Uh,
1: we'll have Ryan back
0: on to do um, something else uh, probably talk about downtown maybe we'll talk about what Vegas the direction they should be going in uh, that'll be on, on probably the next episode that Ryan's on and I really want to
1: dive into that with Ryan. So any last words Ryan before we uh, sign off? Um, yeah there's there's one thing that, that stood out to me and I was talking about this on the radio as well. Um, the Flamingo here in a couple weeks will celebrate its 77th year in business um and the folks at the neon museum got some vintage signs from them from the 60s and they're currently restoring them so happy birthday to the flamingo
0: yeah that's right and then when it closed and opened again but yes Yes. happy birthday to the flamingo which you know didn't start the new las vegas but definitely has the pizzazz of what vegas thought we could be so um again that was ryan hunter you can follow him on x ryan from 1981 very good tag and then you can also follow me brian underscore uh, ortega lv just kidding that's my uh <laughs> that's my uh instagram name so brian ortega lv is uh, what i'm on x but you can also follow us this channel on our instagram page Concierge confidential underscore lv and follow us on TikTok at keys to vegas i did say TikTok, but that was our episode with ryan hunter i want to thank him again for coming on but again uh make sure if you come out and see las vegas and if you see me that's awesome come say hello but remember Keep it confidential.